Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line. She is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third. Scoring kind of from left. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Good morning, everybody. Bomber Brothers podcast is back. Sean and Ryan here talking all things Yankee baseball brought to you by WFAN and Odyssey. Make sure you rate, review and subscribe. And please give us those five star ratings if you feel we are so deserving. And Sean, right now, if we were to rate the Yankee offense, it would. Could you give negative stars? They were one hit against arguably the worst pitcher in the league on um, on Saturday, and then were completely shut down again on Sunday, somehow allow a series split against the A's, arguably the worst team in the American League after taking the first two. They needed a ton of good fortune to even take game two. There's easily a scenario in which they lose three or four and those uh, those good vibes from that five-game winning streak have uh, vanished pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, oh, and the, the crazy thing is the first two games were the tougher pitchers that Oakland threw out. And Oakland, by record, is the going into the series, was the worst team in the American League. And you have a big explosion Thursday, and you're like, this is the way this series should go. And then you're like, okay, Judge hits the three-run homer in the middle of the game on Friday, and you're like, all right. And then since then, they've had one uh, RBI, and that was an RBI single by Higgy. And that was it for the last 24 innings of this series, I believe. And you saw other things crop up, too. You know, defensive miscue cost a game. Base running was bad again. So it was like we we had a good four and a half game run held on for that last half of a game to win. And, and then we went back to our old tricks again. And um, apparently, though, don't worry about the offense. There were some shadows that were affecting the Yankees hitting, according to their manager. So um, I didn't know the sun would be the thing to take the Yankees offense back down to earth. But apparently the sun and the shade is, is what has done that. Takes me back to Beavis and Butthead do America. The sun sucks. Yeah. But I mean, the, the A's hitters didn't have any problem with the sun off of uh, Clark Schmidt, who did not pitch the best in, in his spot start, but uh, yeah, not good. And, and meanwhile, we got players getting tattoos and going on the IL and, 
Nestor Cortez as a growing thing. And yeah, not good. Not a good weekend. No, no, it was uh, like you said, Nestor's replacement, Clark Schmidt, gets knocked around early, gives up four runs in the first three innings. And with the way the offense has been, that was pretty much all all Oakland needed, given how terrible the lineup has been since that uh, game one route when they led everyone to feel that the Yankees should rightfully sweep this series with ease, given how terrible the A's are. And of course that doesn't happen. Uh, Nestor Cortez is on the IL with the groin strain. Well, I'm assuming it's just going to be the 15 days. I don't know how much of a groin injury it even, it even is if they're just managing his innings a little more, but um, yeah, but his replacement did not get the job done. Even if Cortez was on the mound, how much of a difference would it make? Cause the Yankees can't hit, uh, Chapman, yeah, infection on his knee, got a tattoo on his knee. I wonder what the tattoo was even of. His, I, his walk rate? I, why would you get that in the middle of the season? I don't understand. But I don't know. Maybe they said, hey, you suck. You're not going to pitch for a week. And he's like, all right, I'll get a tattoo. And then they're like, oh, never mind. Well, buy some Lubiderm. I don't know. Aquaphor something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any tattoos, but. Um, yeah, I'm not going to get any 2022 Yankee tattoos. I can tell you that because this has been terrible. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I wanted to be all come on here all excited after the, the, the first two games, you know, even the second game was tough. You know, you had the judge Homer and then some good, good bullpen and good Cole storylines to go with. Tyone was pretty good on Thursday, but here we are. And yeah, I mean, Saturday was just absolutely terrible saturday to me was the worst game of the year personally because it was one of those games that just sucks you in and keeps you up past your bedtime and you're exhausted but you're like i can't turn this off now i have to watch how this train wreck ends and yep yeah the game the game was flying by we got to the ninth and it had been just over two hours because neither team could could get a hit or or do anything the uh yankees (laughs) one one hit through eight innings Against Adam Aller, who came in with, like, I think the worst FIP in, in the league and the worst strikeout-to-walk ratio, and and they made him look like prime Justin Verlander out there. It was it was sad. Those, uh, those eight shutout innings dropped his ERA to a whopping 5.66. And yeah, then, and they get gifted two runs, and that was it, just on the wild pitch. Yeah, they were gifted two runs. AJ Puck did his best Chapman impression and just completely lost the strike zone. And poor, poor Sean Murphy back there made some six stops. And then he just he just couldn't make another one. So then they go up to nothing. Marinaccio, who has that nasty change up, and that's why lefties have been pretty bad against him all year, gives up a game-tying home run to pinch hitter Steven Vogt in his 550 OPS. I mean, it just could not. It could not get any worse. And then, and then of course, they, they try the damn bunting in extra innings and Benintendi bunts it right back to the, uh, right back to the pitcher. Well, uh, yeah, they, they wound up scoring two that inning. And I, I still think it was a bad call, even though they scored two. Um, but I, I hate it too. Um, yeah, just terrible. And you get the error at the end of the game. Not a great throw by LeMahieu. But at the same time, I think Rizzo probably – 
should have stopped that ball. You can see he kind of like got hung up a little bit getting over. If you watch the replay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he stops everything. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like, uh, you you kind of expected it, but well, he's, he's great over there usually. And it stinks. And then you're like, all right, well, they're facing another shitty pitcher on, on Sunday. They'll definitely win. And then they score one run and you're like, what the heck has happened again? And they're going to have to score some runs in Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, they better. I mean, they they miss. They're going to miss Otani, but he's so, going to be hitting against them. He'll still be in the batter's box. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, I mean, and the Angels just uh, just took the series from Toronto, I believe, and they got uh, and you know, Trout Trout is back. Yep. So it's third, you know. Yeah, so they're they're gonna have to do better than one run against pitchers like Adrian Martinez. The Yankees have now scored one run in their last two games. They've scored one run in over thirteen innings against two pitchers who each have an ERA over five two five. And that was after beating Manoa Scherzer. Yeah, Walker. Walker's not a bad pitcher. No, he's not. Our old friend JP Sears. Who the Yankees beat thanks to one mistake, one slider right down the middle to judge for that three-run home run. And that's would have it. Been, would have been nice to have Sears in the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would certainly take him, take him right he's now. Been, he's been better than Montas. <laughs> yeah. Where would the where would the Yankees be if if they had uh Montgomery and Sears right now? Probably in the same spot because they don't hit. Yeah, they still don't hit. That doesn't that doesn't uh doesn't change things very much. But yeah, I mean they they start the series, you get Stan back, he rips a hard single in his second at bat, then he draws a bases loaded walk for three RBI in his first game back, and you're like, All right, the offense is the offense is really coming alive, Stanton's back, things are looking up. And then, felt like Judge was back too. Yeah, yeah. I felt he crushed that home run to dead center off Sears in game two after having blasted a couple against the Mets in that short two-game series. And, and yeah, it's, it seemed like it seems like the uh good vibes of the offense had returned. But I mean, man, other than other than Oswaldo Cabrera still being a, a great story. And he's even coming alive offensively. He had two straight three-hit games and then hit another double the next game. Only hit. Yeah, he's been super fun to watch. But uh, other than that, man, the offense just – this these like brutal – these brutal stretches at the plate for the team as a whole are so maddening and frustrating. And it it inspires little to no hope that this is going to be able – that the Yankees are going to be able to find a way to score enough runs against, you know, the, the Verlanders, the Javier's, the um, whoever they might face in, in the DS, if, you know, uh, McClanahan's or if if it even comes to that. Imagine, see, I would be terrified to face most of these teams, Seattle. Yeah. Castillo in a game one in a, yeah. In a DS. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. The only team I'd feel good against is the Twins, but that's just because it's the Twins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and and they, they still get shut down by Sonny Gray. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, that Sonny Gray and, and you know, Gio goes two for three and Sanchez, it's a three-run homer. <laughs> like, that. that's exactly what's going to happen. I think we've been eyeing that up since about, uh, you know, March. But, you know, I, I think, too, like, the, the big thing, look, Torres and Donaldson, stink and Rizzo and LeMahieu have stunk since coming back from their injuries they like ever since Rizzo came back from the back injury ever since LeMahieu had his stint off with the the toe they haven't performed and and you know Judge has gone cold-ish I mean you know he he hasn't looked as good at the plate even I know he had the good run but it's chasing more and I think he's putting pressure on himself because nobody else around him is helping him except for as our, our good buddy as well, though. And um, it, it, you know, it's, it's ba- the whole offense is basically Benintendi as Waldo and then judge when he's not getting pitched around and that, that can't be sustained. No. And the Yankees with what they had done through, through mid July. And we had talked about it during the time, during while it was happening was that, Oh, well, the Yankees are, giving themselves the luxury of having a 15 game lead in the division to where they can start resting guys and getting them fresh and ready for, for October and the playoffs. And now that they've played so terribly for a six week stretch, and then they seem to be back on track before these two miserable games, uh, you know, but now that the division leads back down to seven and a half and you don't, you don't have the luxury of of doing that anymore. Rizzo has to play. LeMahieu has to play. They're going to be playing through these things. And what does that mean for October? You know, I'd love to give Judge a day off too. Yeah, yeah that that would be that would be great. They all they all look like they could they could use one trudging through the the dog days of of the season. And these are th- those are three of your most important hitters right there. I mean, without. Without Judge Rizzo and LeMahieu, the Yankees are going nowhere. Like you said, Benintendi's the, the only the only one really hitting with Cabrera being the pleasant surprise. And other than that, this team is uh, looking rather lifeless again on offense, which is, I mean, nothing gets me more frustrated than that just because of how many other obvious fixes there were in the offseason to address these offensive concerns and knowing that we're kind of just like setting ourselves up for another 
another playoff series where the offense is completely absent against good pitching. And, and we're going to be talking about this same crap in, you know, two months. Yeah, it's, it's trending that way for sure. And I I don't know really what you can do about it now. I think we were really high on the team early on. Obviously we're getting good results, but you know, kind of what we had talked about at the beginning of the year has happened. They are good enough to make the playoffs or be competitive and they, but not good enough to dominate. And, and that's a huge difference. Like when you're filling your lineup up with question marks and, and whatnot, the volatility is going to show up and, you know, the volatility was really beneficial early on and now it's really detrimental. And, you know, if, if they're not going to commit to putting um, consistent hitters in the lineup, you're going to have strings like this. And, you know, that that's that's just something that we have to deal with because they don't want to make the commitment to putting superstars or stars at, at every position anymore. Um, and that was really fun. Like, I mean, I, I know, you know, we've talked about this, but in the middle of the 2000s, the Yankees didn't win anything. But every October, we're like, we're winning the World Series. We have the best team. Mm-hmm. And I know it didn't work out, but that's just because the postseason can be a crapshoot sometimes. But that yeah, doesn't exactly. mean you don't try, right? Like, exactly. it's like, uh, it's it, you know what? I mean, it's like, if I have a one in five chance of of, of winning, um, the odds are that I won't win. But if I don't play the game, then there's definitely, there's no chance to win, right? So, I don't know. I just, I think you got to shoot your shot with with the with what you have that works and the Yankee with the Yankees have more than any other team is money. Go spend the money. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm exactly at the other side of that coin. You can hope that volatility will work in their favor and that they catch fire offensively in October. And that's certainly going to be uh cashman's hope. And we say this all the time because he said it himself, you know, his goal is to win the, win the division. And then, there's so much parity in the playoffs and just hope that that's when that's when your team gets hot. Obviously that goal has been adjusted a little bit with the new playoff format and now it's secure one of the top two spots, get a buy in the wild card series. And then hopefully the parity of the, the playoffs works in your favor. I personally think you should set yourself up to avoid parity as much as possible by having putting the absolute best team together. But that's just me. But now, when, even when it comes to potentially avoiding the wild card series, now you have a seven and a half game lead against Tampa, and you face them six more times this season. So, even if the Yankees hang on to to win the division, you're still setting yourself up for you know ton ton of stress with these six games coming up against Tampa in September. If the lead dwindles and they struggle against against Tampa, then then you're not able to to rest these guys and get ready for October. It all has a ripple effect all because the Yankees are just playing so terribly. Yep. And I, I, I'm just waiting for this script to change to, well, we're waiting to get Carpenter back and Bader back because well, we haven't seen our lineup at full strength. Blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The that, Bader and his 93 OPS plus yeah, is really going to save this coming. lineup. And yeah, that, that they're going to start talking like that. Like Carpenter and Bader are going to be these two missing pieces. And once we get them, we'll be fine. And then when they don't, not not that not that these two players are not going to perform, but when the team doesn't perform after they come back, it's going to be like, oh, we never really had the chance to get rolling. We had some injuries late in the season, blah, blah, blah. like that. It's just going to be talk, 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 and no no action. And that's that's the way it's been with this regime. And 
you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm not really here for that. The, the Bader trade looks worse by the day. Uh, he better come back and be like Byron Buxton 2.0 <laughs> because yeah. it's, it, it's, it's really, really looks, looks terrible right now. Um, but real quick, shout out to Aaron Hicks for having, having a halfway decent day yesterday. Oh yeah. First hit in two, in a few weeks when he, uh, finally got, got himself a start. Maybe one last one last uh, desperation gasp to try to take a take a job back before Bader is is ready to go. I, th- I think they I think they should play him tonight, honestly, in center and give Judge a night off. Judge looks like he just needs a break. Yeah, unfortunately, they, these are games that they have to win. They, they have to take care of business against a team like the A's who are not yeah. good. But it, it, well, if if they win. If they win the first two, I would definitely give Judge off on Wednesday because give him two days off before going to the turf. And I'm sure, I'm sure they will. I mean, that's kind of been Boone's mo yeah. is to try to give him those two days in a row off. I think yeah. I definitely think that's what they're setting themselves up for. And honestly, you'll probably do that even if they don't win. Yeah, win the because you have two. call. You figure you call pitch well, and you won't need to score that much. Yeah, but we'll see. It's it, it's it's tough. Because you want to get him a rest, but you need his bat in the lineup. But his bat, he's not the player he was early in the season because he's hes either fatigued, either physically or mentally, of just being like, I have to carry this team. Nobody's pitching to me, and I'm starting to swing through stuff, and you're pressing. And you know, yeah, and be. even so, he's coming off a week where he hit three home runs. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. But you could see by watching, he's just not the same hitter right now. Yeah. It's understandable. Like, he has an excuse because he's carrying the load. Glaber... Donaldson, IKF, you have no excuse. And I am think. fed up with all three of them. The infield the, is terrible right now, especially because Rizzo's not hitting since since yeah. the back issue. But Torres, I mean, you get that report from Heyman over the weekend that the uh, or late in the week mm-hmm. that the Yankees had oh, he's gone thought about year. yeah they thought about trading Torres for Pablo Lopez. And my reaction was, damn, why didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is we're in year three now of of this evidence that Torres is not going to be who he was, you know, pre deadened ball era, I guess you could say, I don't know. I don't know what happened. There were the questions about um, him not being in good shape coming uh, into spring training 2.0 after, after the, uh, the COVID restart. And it's just been it's just been downhill ever since. And then you get these flashes of, you know, like in September of that 2020 season and even into the playoffs, he looked much better. And then he comes into 2021. He looks terrible. He ends the season strong and everyone's like, oh, okay, maybe now he's back to second base and doesn't have to worry about his defensive struggles. He can be better. Sure enough, he comes back looking a lot better to the point where he's a borderline all star. And now he's just completely cratered again. And. I mean, the Yankees are clearly facing the reality that Torres is not who they thought he was going to be, which is a shame considering he hit 38 home runs in, in 2019 and has always been somewhat of a, a force in, in October. But it's looking looking like the Torres era is is coming to an end. And honestly, rightfully so. You can't you can't justify his mediocre defense and pretty much no infield versatility when he's not when he's not hitting and he has no no power anymore i know what does he have 18 home runs right now which isn't terrible but the bulk of those were earlier in the season before he has gone completely absent of late and i think like 
like you like you said, like he's he's gone. I think the writing was, uh, I think the writing is on the wall. If they were indeed looking to uh, to shop him, and how now I'm just frustrated it didn't happen. I mean, imagine Pablo Lopez in this rotation, and the Yankees, you know, maybe they call up Peraza or something to play to play second base. That would have been that would have been much more inspiring. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not too hopeful. About Torres being traded? About any kind of turnaround or them calling up Peraza. <laughs> I don't think no, they're going to yeah. call up Peraza. They should. Yeah, he had another huge day yesterday in a doubleheader. But... Look at how Oswaldo's worked out. Yeah. Give the kids a shot. I mean, look, when, when Carpenter comes back, you got to put, you got to go put um as Waldo at shortstop at bench IKF. There's no there's no reason once Carpenter's back to to not do that. Yeah. There's no, I mean you, you well they're if they don't think Carpenter's gonna be ready to play play the outfield if he's coming off a fractured foot yeah. a position he doesn't he didn't really play that much at all anyway. That that could certainly be uh oh. be a concern. Fair enough. Can he still play second base? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Torres is has not looked good. I mean, after that borderline all-star start that we were all so excited about, his OPS has dropped all the way down to 722. So now he's I mean, he's trending down towards towards league average. Yeah. It's been been not good. No, he's two for his last 21, three for his last 31. That's just bad. That's terrible. <laughs> it's not what you want. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else, what else, to see, what else you want to talk about. I've already started looking at the free agents for next year just to torture myself. And yeah, I know. I'm already, I'm looking for a return policy on that pinstripe pass we bought. <laughs> I mean, G- the Jeter Hall of Fame night is so expensive; it's going to pay off if we go to one. Oh yeah, game. yeah. No, I'll do that. Maybe probably go to Cole Bobblehead nights. I like to go to all the Bobblehead nights, and that'll that'll pay for itself. And, and hopefully, knows, Judge catches fire, and we can go to some games at the end of the year where he's flirting with flirting with the record. Tackles. I'll tackle Zach Hampel, and you get the ball for the sixty-second home run. Oh yeah, did you see that? crap that he did at the at the Rockies game I I didn't see it I don't pay attention to to that as much because it's just like you're you're a clown bro 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just sick of everybody out there just like I'm doing all this for attention and, and what do the kids say now? Clout. <laughs> just just go watch baseball and have fun. Like I don't know. Dude, yeah. Stop. Don't do the wave. Don't do the wave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are limits to the fun you're you're allowed to have because the wave should not be done. All right. Just a couple minutes on this A series. We've got Montas coming off a solid start. Hopefully he can help right the ship in a, in the series opener against the Angels tonight. He's going up against Jose Suarez. He has not been all that inspiring. He has a 419 ERA and a 134 whip. So he is, a very, <laughs> he is a very strong candidate to go eight shutout innings tonight. Uh, Tyone is going in game two and he's going up uh, against Mike Myers, four, four, six ERA, another very strong candidate to go seven innings, maybe one run or something like that. And then I believe Cole in the finale. Yeah. So, so. and he's going up against Patrick Sandoval, who's actually been pretty good. Yeah. Most consistent. Uh, him and Otani. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, I mean, I'm going to say they have to win two out of three, but will they win two out of three? Probably not because they're not going to hit. Um, I don't know. I always get terrible feelings of playing in Anaheim unless Didi's there. Didi, like, <laughs> remember that he got a curtain call on the road in 2018? Yeah. I don't know. I just, the angels from, from when we were kids and just like, even when the angels were bad, would play well against the Yankees. It was always. Well, I'll tell you one thing for the sake of my sanity, blood pressure, whatever it may be, the Yankees should go out and take care of business and sweep this bad team because the road trip ends with three at the trop. And imagine they lose two out of three and the lead is down to five and a half heading into a weekend where it could come where the weekend can end with the lead at two and a half, which would, is not that unlikely. Wouldn't it be something if they have a, a terrible end of the road trip and then they come home and play the twins and we know that the twins do something to the yankees when they play them at home that's always like the turning point if like yeah. all of it just changes in the in the twin <laughs> series like just like how it always does i don't think that's going to happen but it just would be hilarious uh but yeah no i i think the offense needs to come alive uh i don't i'm not going to pick judge to get the belt this series because i really think judge is worn down um but I'm I'm going to take Montas for the belt. I know you took him in the Mets series, but I think he comes out tonight and against a familiar foe, right? He's pitched in the American League West for a long time and shut, shuts the Angels down and allows the Yankees offense to hopefully not feel terrible about only putting up two runs. And I'm going to pick Montas <laughs> to go deep in the game tonight with a shutout. And and that that's who I forget who I took for the Angels for the A series, but whoever it was didn't win because we're all losers in that series. I guess Oswaldo is. Did I take Oswaldo? No, I don't think so. But I'll no. take him as my winner. I don't even remember who I took either. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't, like you said, they, a, they four, a, four, a four game West Coast series where you have three games that start after at nine o'clock or later. Really, just like you feel like you're in La La Land after. Yeah, exactly. Now we've got three more. Meanwhile, the Rays are taking on the Marlins, so the Yankees really need to to win this win this series, or else it's, gonna, just, it's the ba- battle of South Florida. They're gonna they're gonna be <laughs> yeah, the Marlins, Marlins are gonna, are gonna be motivated. Up. This is the World <laughs> Series. Yeah, 
Um, all right, I'm going to take Rizzo. Let's get a bounce back series for him. Hopefully, he wakes up this morning and all of a sudden his back is is feeling back to a hundred percent. I was going to say bounce back. Was that a pun intended? Or? Yeah, it was. All right, good job. All right, well, that is that is it for us. Hopefully, there's a little more air in the balloon when we uh, when we record on Thursday after another three late nights out west so everybody why aren't they playing a day game on wednesday come on i know what are we doing baseball i have, I have no idea there, there should be a rule on a getaway day for an away team you have to you you have to play for uh no later than four o'clock local time start that should be the rule yeah well they'll justify and say oh well we gave them off the next day but so much do it in the afternoon who cares yeah exactly that that should be the rule and i Look, I, I, I work, you know, the reg classic nine to five schedule. So those one o'clock games, I can't really pay attention to even four o'clock. I missed the beginning of. So, I mean, it affects me, but, you know, for especially for kids, man, like, for, uh, you know, if you start like a game at four o'clock, kids can go to the game. You take a half day off from work. Maybe it, it, it'd be a good, good, good mix up. But MLB doesn't know what the hell they're doing and in, in bringing the game to children. I don't think I don't th- <laughs> I, honestly, I think the streaming thing has been horrible for baseball. I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like there are younger generations that are much more. Oh, my God, I sound so old and that's just made me depressed. But there are younger generations of people who this is their familiarity and they're used to this stuff a lot more than me. So if it makes it more accessible to them, fine, because I can figure it out. I can watch it and I'm going to anyway because I'm already a baseball fan that they've Mm -hmm. got hold of and that's not going to change. So if it's making it more accessible to them, good. I want the game to to grow and thrive and continue on with with younger generations. But no, of course, I would rather it all just be on on uh on yes or yeah i i understand your point and i agree with you that the younger generation are are more into streaming but for me baseball is different than any other sport because you don't see a lot of people just organically get into baseball it's passed down through generations in my opinion and our grandparents don't know how the hell to start apple tv (laughs) and amazon prime like and i talk baseball more with like our grandma about, you know, she's a Mets fan or a grandpa. He's a Red Sox fan than, than anybody else. And and they're not able to catch the games when they're on these things. And it's like, you know, you're, you're going to lose some of, some of our, our dear elderly's interest by putting this on. And it, it kind of, so I, in my opinion, they, they flipped this switch a little bit too soon. They were, they're one generation too early, but I don't know. It makes it a pain in the neck to, to follow all this. Yeah. There are definitely some nights where I <clears throat> fire up the TV. I'm like, what the hell? NYCFC, yeah. and they're like, oh, wait, now they're on Apple TV Plus. Today. I don't know about you, but for me, Amazon is always so delayed. Like my phone on, if I'm watching Prime video, is is ahead of the game. If I have it on the TV, and my yeah. MLB app is, is is way ahead. I'm all I'm all mixed up. I'm finding out what's happening like two minutes before. Yeah, I, man, I, I wish there was a way for everything to just be on the MLB app because that that's always ahead. It's always working so well, and it's never never needs to like buffer or anything um but yeah no sometimes prime is really lagged technology <laughs> that was that was my attempt at yes obadiah stain all right well on that note everybody get some rest get ready for another few late nights let's hope the yankees get their rest and actually are able to wake up offensively because this has been a brutal way to justify getting less less sleep. 
but we will we'll talk to you after this series and then gear up for a, a big big tampa series so make sure you're tuned in see you later everybody let's go yanks